wanted to focus on something a little bit different than what I focused on before. I've been getting a lot of questions and this is normal around this time of year from teachers really just looking to transition out of the education space. A lot of the questions I get are, how did you do it? What do I do? Where do I go? How do I know it's a good fit for me? Have you been unhappy for a while? Or is this something fairly recent that would make sense with a school change? Or are you really truly ready to leave the classroom? In your heart, you'll know. For me, it was a couple years that I was just experiencing not a lot of joy. I had joy from teaching and working with the kiddos, but I didn't have a lot of joy from anything outside of that. And so I just knew it was time for me to leave. How I did that was I first started out writing out my pros and cons, and I would really suggest you to do the same thing. If your pros are outweighing your cons, then you know you're in the right direction. If not, you need to look at your pros and cons and see, are your pros really pros? Are they really getting you to where you wanna be? Are you gonna know what you're gonna do in five years? You might not. And it's okay to not know. For me, I always had everything planned out. I knew that I wanted to teach for 10 years, then I wanted to go into administration, and then I wanted to become a superintendent and hopefully move into the political landscape so I could restructure how education worked, how teacher pay skills worked. That was something that was very important to me. And as I was kind of going along, I realized that I probably wasn't going to achieve my dreams in the same way. I just needed to restructure how I did it. So create that pros and cons list. The second thing is you need to network. So if you're not sure what you need to do, you need to write down a list of things that are your passion. So for me, technology has always been my passion. I also am really into fitness and I'm into sports and different things like that. So I kind of wrote out things that were really meaningful to me and things that I really enjoyed while teaching also. So the technology piece, some parts of the marketing, some web design, some of that. And then I started to join networking groups. So meetup.com is really prevalent here in Austin. You might have something in your community, maybe like Facebook groups or something like that that's a little bit more prevalent for your area. A lot of them are virtual, so you can join them from your, from your couch, just sit there and kind of connect with people. That's gonna be really meaningful for deciding where it is that you wanna go and what, you, what your next step should be. I just wanna say that it's okay that if your first step out of the classroom isn't your be all end all, don't stop and don't think that you need to give up. You need to give yourself a good two years to really get yourself in the door and really get yourself feeling comfortable. What's so great about being out of the classroom and going into industry is that you don't have to stay for nine months and be miserable. You can actually work yourself and if you feel like it's not really fitting for you, you can really navigate your way out of it. So that's something to kind of keep in mind. Once you've looked at that list of things that are your favorites of things that you could do, you should start taking some online courses, some kind of online coursework, find podcasts or any information that's really going to get you sparked and think to yourself, can I actually do what it is that I think I can do? I very quickly found that I wasn't as great at like marketing as I was hoping I would be, or I'm still learning some pieces and parts of that. I know that the web development for me felt like I was kind of in a, in a wheel and I love it. I love playing with it and manipulating it and putting all of my time and energy into it, but it has to be something that you're continuously passionate about. And I know what I was passionate about was working with teachers. And so I kind of just had to navigate how I would do that. But I've taken 
marketing classes. I've taken coding classes. I did my front end, now I'm working on my back end web development. So I'm constantly improving myself as I go through, just like with teachers doing your professional development, working on things that are interesting to you that you can bring back to your classroom. It's the same sort of concept. Find something that seems like you really like it. And then I would say, go back to those meetup groups and start attending ones that are more industry-based. Sometimes they have beginning networking or they have beginner web development or something like that. So really hone in there. Once you've decided what it is that you want to do, you need to update your resume. And teaching resume just doesn't work. Nobody cares that you worked with Schoology or that you were able to, you know, do reading group things. You need to have measurable metrics in your resume. I was able to move the kids 75% very proficient in LMS. If you don't know, you can go to Fiverr and find somebody on there for a very affordable amount that will redo your resume and help you through that. Or hopefully in that meetup group where you've actually started to network, there's probably going to be somebody who will be able to help you in industry, help you do your resume. Once you've kind of updated your resume in the process, you also need to update your LinkedIn. As much as that seems foreign as teachers, it's not as important. It's very important in industry. It's the first place that people go to look for your resume so they need to match together and then start creating some kind of content. So I started blogging right away. I started trying to share information that I had. It was very difficult to put my mindset and really just focus on doing that. Sometimes it's still a struggle to put together content and think about what you wanna do every single week, but I recommend start creating some kind of content or posting places or sharing information, doing that ideation with people so that they kind of recognize who you are. And once you start doing that, you'll start building your LinkedIn network, which is a global network versus just that small network that you started. So for me, I actually joined an EdTech group Group, because that's what interest was. I just reached out to the organizer and said, can I help? Now I'm actually the head organizer. So there's just some different ways that you kind of go about it. After you've done your resume, you've updated your LinkedIn. The next step is to just start applying for jobs. Because the interview process is so intense from what it is as a teacher, you could pretty much nail the teacher interview wherever you go. The questions are usually typically the same. You're not doing any projects. When you go through industry interviews, they're much different. There's sometimes five, six, seven, eight, nine interviews that you're doing and doing projects all along the way for each and every one of them. I know that I interviewed with a lot of ed tech companies, a lot, a lot. I had to do a lot of projects and I was very disappointed when I got those rejection letters because I felt like I worked so hard. Now working on the other side, I realized why I wasn't accepted. It really just wasn't up to the industry standard. However, it was really great for the teaching part. It just really wasn't part of the industry standard that we see. And just start interviewing, start practicing, start doing mock interviews. There's a lot of great meetup groups as well that will do interview questions with you where you can kind of practice that piece or find somebody that's trusted or what I used to do and what I still continue to do is I would set up a video camera, ask myself a question and practice myself responding to it. If somebody wasn't able to interview me and would just give me a greater feedback as well as a flow for what I look like when I'm interviewing. A lot of interviews are actually done virtually first through the screener. So an HR person will call you first then you move to the next step where you're having like a face-to-face -face Zoom type of interview. And then sometimes it'll go to in-person. So just to kind of depending on what it is that you're interviewing for and kind of where you are. 
After that, I would suggest start looking into some of the tools that industry use. So like Slack for communication, maybe looking at how to build a Trello board, start building up some kind of a portfolio to support your work that you want to do. So that when a recruiter or someone does call, you're like, oh, I did actually do some kind of a mock project with that. I want you to take a look. Here's what I'm willing to do. And if you're not sure, just ask. Honestly, so many people on LinkedIn will meet you, well, prior to this, so many people would meet you for coffee um, and have a quick discussion with you about how they could help you or any feedback that they could provide you. So connect with them virtually on LinkedIn. Find somebody that's kind of like in your network. Even if you're applying for a job, connect with them on LinkedIn and say, I'm just very interested in this company. If you could give me any feedback, anything that might be important. It just shows an extra initiative in a field of resumes that people are submitting every single day. And a lot of companies do want teachers on staff because you're able to better connect, you're more flexible, you're more collaborative, you don't lack inter personal skills. So a lot of times with like tech companies, a lot of times they spend their money on developing soft skills, those communication tools. And as teachers, that's all we do all day long is communicate. So we have the soft skills pretty under wrap. So those are my suggestions for you. Build your pros and cons list, build a list on things that are of interest to you, join a networking group, network, network, network. That's the only thing that I can tell you that is going to be really, really beneficial for you. Somebody knows somebody somewhere, revamp your resume and start building up your LinkedIn, create content or try to do content. If you can't do the content piece, at least doing all the rest of the pieces will be really great for you. And then create some kind of digital portfolio that can be connected to LinkedIn so that a recruiter can easily see that. Find somebody that would be either willing to mentor with you, practice interview questions, something like that, that will kind of give you the confidence that you need. Remember that there is gonna be a lot of rejection. Their interviews are pretty intense. So just have faith in yourself and just know that you're going to do, you're going to be able to do it if this is what you choose to do. If you wanna leave the educational field, remember, that it's hard, it's going to be a struggle, it's going to be something new, and it's going to be uncomfortable. And it's okay to be uncomfortable. It's really okay to be uncomfortable. It's a common thing that we all experience. Am I doing the right thing? I personally believe that beauty comes from being uncomfortable and you really can accomplish greater things than you ever thought you could. So just keep your head up, keep smiling, and ask for help. Thanks again for following along. We'll see you next time.